If you love to eat as much as we do here on the Kevin and Taylor Show, you're going to love hearing the latest in the world World of of food. food. First, in case you missed it, the pumpkin spice latte is officially out at Starbucks. You can also get a pumpkin cream cold brew and an apple crisp oat milk macchiato. Second, have you heard about the new menu items at Chick-fil-A? They're launching the Honey Pepper Pimento Cheese Chicken Sandwich nationwide. It's an original filet topped with custom-made creamy pimento cheese and mild pickled jalapenos served on a toasted bun drizzled with honey. Pair it with the new caramel crumble milkshake. And finally, in the world of food, you have any junk food junkies in your life? Heads up, new research shows a connection between eating highly processed food in your teenage years and elevated mental distress later in life, including depression. Hmm. Wow. That'll get your kids to eat their veggies. (laughs) Right. Do you wish your parents would take care of your kids more often? Coming up, this may be the motivation they need. Hey, do you wish your parents would take the kids for you more often? You can be honest. That was our dream because we we lived like 900 miles Mm -hmm. away from our parents. We never had the built-in babysitter. Like, I'm so jealous of Griff Mm because he has has in-laws and his parents fighting over their kids. Yeah, my sister Sarah is the same. She's like, I live so far. Uh, Well, maybe give you and your other half, you know, a chance to have a romantic getaway. Um, That's why you want them to take them more often. This may be just the motivation your parents and in-laws needed. Not that they wouldn't gladly take your kids anyway because they're so awesome. Okay, this is pretty cool. Grandparents who babysit are less likely to develop dementia. Yeah, their cognitive function is better and so is their mood. But this is pretty crazy. There's there's a caveat. Everything in moderation. The same study found that grandparents who babysat five or more days a week scored lower on the same cognitive <laughs> test. Right, because they're as exhausted as they were the first time around. Because kids make you lose your mind sometimes. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the highest scoring grandparents take care of their grandkids one day a week. Hmm. One day. So you could like stockpile that and get a romantic weekend out of it. Like <laughs> skip one week and then the next week they'd take them two or three days. Uh, I'm sure there are some grandparents who are like, hey, we'll watch them during the week, but weekends, new, new, new. I'm sure. Like if they've got golf <laughs> they got or stuff. pickleball yeah, they got their or stuff something. Going on, right? yeah. yeah, yeah. I've got a question for moms and dads with the school year really cranking up and starting to get rolling. How is it going with getting the kids and all of the fundraising stuff? Um, I guess. <laughs> Getting it, getting it, I don't want to say going. How How is it going with you with getting the fundraising stuff going? Is it like, oh my gosh, not this again? Or are you all in? Are you like the super mom who's like, oh yeah, Christmas gift wrap, I'm all about it, let's go. Where are you on the, let's call it the school fundraising spectrum. <laughs> Give us a call. So um, I, I'm curious, Griff, Griff, have, have you and the kids, have you had a parent-teacher night yet at school? Uh, no, not yet. They went back later than everybody else, though, mm-hmm. right? So if yeah. your kids are back in school, maybe you've had parent-teacher night already. And the thing that we knew was coming, knew was coming with with meet the teacher night or parent-teacher night, PTA night, whatever they call it, was, and here's our fall fundraiser. Wah, wah, wah. And, and you feel bad for, like, you know, the, the PTA people who have to present that kind of thing. Because, you know, they've really put a lot of work, effort, and thought yeah. into what is it going to be this year? Are we going to do... Mm-hmm. tins of popcorn for $70 a piece. <laughs> I feel like I, as an aunt and a friend to lots of women that have kids, yeah. this affects my life a lot. Oh, big time, right? Uh, I've already been sent a link 
to donate to a music mark. program. You're an easy mark for um, that. I've been asked to buy wrapping paper over the years. Um, oh, I've helped my sister bake things for the band bake yeah. sale. What did my kids sell you? My kids must have sold you tons. I of stuff. I think you guys were we the wrapping paper all people. All kinds of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, wrapping paper. I think it might have been real- cookie dough, like Didn't frozen you even cookie ask dough. For, weren't you like, hey, let me know when wrapping paper is for sale? I mean, you like, I think you were pretending, but I think you you uh, feigned enthusiasm. I, <laughs> I wish I was that nice. I don't think I did. I thought you did. Anyhow, did. it's endless though. <laughs> it's endless. The fundraising ideas. The yeah. one that I love is the write us a check and you're out. <laughs> that we totally took advantage of that, right? Yeah, fifty fifty dollar check and I don't have to spend months of my life dealing with wrapping paper and popcorn and little Christmas tchotchkes and stuff like that. So where are you, mom and dad, on the fundraising spectrum? Are you totally okay with it? You're like, whatever. It's a challenge. I like it. Or is it like a 10 on the, I hate this, (laughs) (laughs) O-meter? Would love to hear from you. Kevin and Taylor, who is this? This is Moses. Wait, wait, I can see on caller ID, your name's Moses Jones. I love that name. It is Moses Jones. That is a classic name, bro. (laughs) I love it. I love so we, it. We, we, we had a parent-teacher conference the other night. The band teacher said she was so sick of all these um, things that they had to do that she said, just donate 40 bucks and we're done. <laughs> love it. One and done. Everybody, everybody agreed. They all agreed. Yeah, right. I get paid on Friday. I'll be back. <laughs> I'll write you a check. <laughs> That's great. I love yeah, it. The opt-out <laughs> option is great because for 40 bucks, you just bought your life back. Yeah, and she was like, uh, she's like, who, who wants to do the, uh, who wants to buy cookies and stuff? And no one raised their hand. <laughs> <laughs> so you're a band dad. Uh, what what instruments do your kids play? She just started playing baritone. Oh, very oh, cool. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I play I played trombone in high school, and my wife played uh, piccolo and flute. Oh, so so it's a marching band family. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I never did marching band. I got into food, so I actually started cooking. And I got into culinary in in high school, so I quit the band. You're a renaissance man. Look at that. All right, well, Moses Jones, thanks for calling, buddy. We'll talk to you later. So the the one uh, fundraiser that my dad helped me with, with, he did it. He brought home this Easter candy sale stuff. Mm -hmm. And first prize was a 10-speed bike. I want that bike, Dad. I was like, Dad, man, boy, if I could sell this candy, it'd be great. He's like, I got you. He took the the, little flyer pamphlet and stuff. He's like, I'll take it to work. It's good to go. Um, I think then he we sold like four thousand dollars worth of Easter candy because people wanted to keep their jobs. The next closest kid was like two hundred dollars. <laughs> I got in trouble once for not buying Girl Scout cookies from the boss. Oh, oh, that's a one must of the buy. middle manager, to. upper yeah. middle, like under the boss came to me and goes, "Listen." When the boss's daughter comes to sell cookies, you buy cookies. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you right. give them away. I don't care if you eat them. You buy the cookies. I was like, okay, you sir, buy the I'm cookies. Sorry. You compliment the merit badges. <laughs> <laughs> Tell them how adorable they are. They're the cutest Girl Scout that's ever lived. <laughs> that's what you do when the boss's kid comes in. <laughs> you remember when Netflix used to be a mail order DVD company? Do you remember that? I mean, yeah, I never had it, but I remember hearing yeah, way, about it. Way yeah. back in the day, you got the subscription and you could get DVDs mailed mm-hmm. to your to your home. Yeah. Um, well, you know, that model, it, it, believe it or not, is still around. Is despite it Despite the fact that they're streaming, it's still around, but they're shutting it like down. You just told me there's a blockbuster down the right, street. Right, right, right. Well, they're shutting it down. Well, check this out. If you're still into DVDs, they're saying that... Um, if you rent a DVD after a certain date, I think it's like the end of the end of August. If you rent a DVD, you can just keep it. 
They're going to mail it mm. to you and you just keep it. You don't have to send it but back. This has to be people who have already <laughs> signed up for the service, right? I, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. It's you says, love uh, free stuff so much. I could see you signing up. It says Just customer so you can get okay. free DVD customers need to visit a special link by the 29th to apply for this offer. Netflix will send them, ooh, get this up to 10 random discs based on movies that you've rented before. So it'll be based on movie, like wow. supposedly movies you would like. That's if you cool. like this, you'll like this. For years and years and years, I never had Netflix. Mm-hmm. And then our friends Mike and Heidi gave Glenn a 6 months uh, for his birthday. And you're hooked. <laughs> and well, well, I, okay. I don't mean to out my husband, but it keep, he loves documentaries. So oh, it keeps showing endless, him more. Endless documentaries. It's like there. feeding the addiction. <laughs> and he's like, Oh, I watched one the other night when you had gone to, cause I have to go to bed so much earlier. And he's like, Oh, you got to see it. It's good. And he's like my documentary DJ. Like now you got to see this one. Do you know what's in your milk? You gotta watch this. <laughs> he did watch one, something about our food, and I'm like, I don't think I can handle that one. Babe. If you're in New York City, never step on a manhole cover. I watched a documentary about it. <laughs> Coming up, a fantastic story to remind us to do the right thing when no one's watching. Hey, this is your guaranteed to put you in a good mood story of the day. Good Man, this is such a great story of doing the right thing when no one is watching. Connor lives in Minnesota. He's 14, and he was out fishing with his dad on a lake famous for walleye fish. But instead, Connor hooked a wallet. I thought I had a big fish, and I set the hook really hard. My cousin, Brandon, opened the wallet up. He said that there's some money in it. They could have kept the money, but they did the right thing and used a business card inside to track down the owner. It belonged to a former farmer named Jim Denny. Mm. He says it fell out of his pocket while he was fishing a year ago, and he offered Connor some of the money as a reward. Guess how much money was in that wallet? How much? $2,000. Whoa! Now, Connor refused the reward, so... Farmer Denny bought him a nice personalized fishing cooler to say thanks. I would take Connor for a grandson any day, and I'd fight for him any day. Aww. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> you know that thing that happens in life where uh, this goes wrong, and then that goes wrong, and then this kid acts out, and then this happens, and you end up having a meltdown over the dumbest thing right? because right, it's right, yeah. the culmination yeah, of called, all that? That's called stacking yes. when that happens. Well, yeah. We're going to talk about that next. Okay, so you know how you do that thing where, like, this stresses you out, and this kid got on your every last nerve and pushed your buttons, and then Mm -hmm. this happened at work, and all of a sudden you find yourself having a major meltdown over something so redonkulous. The proverbial straw that broke Taylor's back. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, well, actually, this wasn't me, but my friend gave me permission to tell this story. Um, And it's I'm telling you so you don't feel so alone if you had a meltdown recently. So here's the scoop. Um, She had seen one of those social media ads for a brand new sandwich at Chick-fil-A. And it's got like pimento cheese and honey pepper. And she just, her mouth immediately started watering. And she's like, I'm getting one today. And so they had run around like crazy, taking their daughter like soccer and the scorching summer heat. And they were just like, yeah, we're stopping at Chick-fil-A on the way home. Mm -hmm. And they get to the Chick-fil-A and they're like, oh, we don't have that. And she's like, what? what? What do you mean? And she looked at her husband and her daughter and she's like, 
<laughs> I'm so sorry, but do you mind if we go to the other Chick Chick Fil A that's over there? Uh-huh. I really, I've been, I have had my heart set on this sandwich and drive a few blocks. And away. husband and daughter knew, say yes. <laughs> <laughs> so they go to the other Chick Fil A, and she like she walks up, and she this time she's got a screenshot of the ad, like. This is it. I want and this. And she like bounced to the counter and she's like, hey, I like your new sandwich. And she shows it to the cashier and she goes, I'm sorry, ma'am, that's not out yet. She's like, but I don't, I don't understand. It's like, it's right here. Why my do you tempt me? Social media feed. And she's like, well, that comes out next week. And she's like, and she said, because of all the other stuff that had happened up to this point, it's been a really stressful time in her life. She basically started choking up in front of the cashier <laughs> and the manager comes out and she's like, I'm, I'm sorry. I just, I really have my heart set on this sandwich. <laughs> I, I'm going mean, to, she looks at her husband. She's like, I need you and our daughter to order. And I need a minute to regroup and figure out what I'm going to eat. <laughs> And she was just like, what is happening to me? But it was that stacking. I didn't know that word stacking, like you said, Kev, where it's pile upon pile upon pile of stressors. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, the poor people at Chick-fil-A have this woman crying about a a pimento cheese sandwich. If I was a Chick-fil-A employee, I'd been like, you know what? You go sit down. We're going to run to the grocery store and get some pimento cheese. We're going to make you one. We'll smear it on that sandwich We're going to try our best to give give you what you want, lady. So we want to know, when have you had a meltdown like that? Hey, Diane, we're talking about those times that you've had, like, you know, an irrational meltdown. <laughs> what was it for you? Because of what led to that moment? I have a pretty stressful job. I'm a veterinarian, and you get all kind of different things that happen throughout the day. And everybody's and barking at you all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Even the staff. But anyway, so, you know, you go through your day, and you push down if different things are going on. It's very busy. And then I was in surgery, and I cut my finger, and I was like, okay, <gasps> oh, just get past no. this. And then I go on the way home. I'm almost out of gas. I have to stop and get gas. And I'm like, oh, I just, I just don't. It just was one of those days. So I get home to my house and I sit down on the couch and my bulldog, Charlie, jumps up. And she gave me a kiss on the face like a lick. And I just started bawling. Aww. And my husband's sitting there going, what is wrong with you? He thought he bit me. <laughs> and he's like, what? He goes, what is wrong with you? And I guess, you know, it's just the life that you lead. And my boys, they're all sitting there and they're looking at me and everybody's staring at me and I'm just bawling. I can't even stop. (laughs) And they're they're like, mom. And I'm like, I'll be okay. Just give me a minute. And after I regrouped myself, you know, I was fine. And it was, but it's a relief. It was, yeah. And it was like your bulldog knew you're having yep, a rough day really- and need extra love. Oh. Oh, it was awful. But, you know, I mean, it was good, but it was awful. And I really believe that animals are that unconditional love that God has for us. Yes. So it's just one of those things. So anyway, uh, but I, I appreciate y'all letting me share that. Yeah. So, thanks oh, for yeah. telling on yourself so everybody doesn't have to feel so alone when they have <laughs> yeah. their meltdown. We'll talk to you later, Doc. <laughs> Bye. So uh, I'm a dad. I've made no secret that I love being a father. It's one of my favorite roles, one of the best hats that the Lord has blessed me with wearing is being a dad. And we have four kids, a son and three daughters. So I am a girl dad times three. And there's a bit of a learning curve with being a being a girl dad, but I've loved it every every step of the way. It's very unique. Um, But something that I've learned, too, is when your daughters are dating someone, first of all, your radar goes up, right? <laughs> no, no guy is ever good enough for your little girl. I recognize that. I'm, I'm still not good enough for my father-in-law's <laughs> little girl. 
35 years into marriage. I'm still trying to prove myself. Um, but no, he's a great, was a, was a great guy. Passed away a few years ago. But here's my tip for you. If you are a girl dad, you eventually have to put away the, yeah, when you come over for the date, I'll be on the porch cleaning my gun. You got to put that facade away, right? You, and you've got to learn that these young men could potentially be the guy that's going to be the one. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but these young men are coming into your home. And as a follower of Jesus, are you giving them a little taste of what it means to be a follower of Christ? Or are you just, you know, being an ego filled dad who, you know, you can't date my little girl. So just the other day, my youngest daughter is dating. Great guy. Really love the guy that she's dating. And I just out of the blue, I sent him a text because I really appreciate him. She's been going through some really tough times. So I sent him a text. I put as a dad, I couldn't be happier that you are in April's life. The way you look out for her is very much appreciated. You are a good guy. Wow. Yeah. And he texted back what, what every dad would want to hear. Thanks. I really appreciate it. She means everything to me. She's an amazing person and you are an amazing family. I appreciate you all a whole lot. Wow. So this I just is getting that, serious from having learned. How well, exciting. I don't, I don't know that it's like, you know, serious, like you're implying, like we're not making wedding plans or anything. But what I am saying, and this is more for the dads listening, I totally understand that whole thing of like, you want to be the protective dad. And that is a role you have to play. You totally I've had to play that role with some of the some of the young men that have come around. Absolutely. But there does come a point, too, where you've got to start looking at these young men as well. This is this guy's got a lot to offer. Or, wow, this guy just needs a little bit of encouragement and maybe he could turn that around and look at it more as just like this is an opportunity maybe to do I want to use the D word to disciple somebody, um, you know, that's in your life that God has put in your life. Maybe not the way that you (laughs) have imagined, but they're in your life and you've got a small little window to let them know like, hey, you're a really good man and I appreciate it. Are your ears burning, mom and dad? Coming up, what your kids are saying about you. Are your ears burning, mom and dad? Your kids are talking about you behind your back. They are hopping on TikTok to reveal if they had bedroom parents or living room parents. One wife said she had bedroom parents. Her parents spent most of the time in their bedroom away from everybody, and the kids didn't go in there unless invited. Now, her husband had living room parents. They spent almost all their time in the public spaces of the house, hanging out with everybody. And uh, everybody's chiming in to these TikToks uh, saying they had basement parents, mm. garage dads, <laughs> and kitchen parents who huh. always hung out in the kitchen. Huh? What would you say you and your wife Tracy are? Kitchen. Kitchen parents? Oh, yeah. Because a lot of times she'll, she's making like something fabulous. She loves to cook. I'll sit in the, we have like a little breakfast area off of the kitchen and I'll sit there and talk to her, or play guitar or mess with the dogs or do something. So yeah, I'd say totally kitchen parents. What about, what about uh, your parents? What were they? Um, they were kind of a mix of both. Yeah. Um, but mostly like living room parents. Yeah. Living room. Hanging living They were room. always around. We, we should totally talk about this. What kind of a, a couple are you? If your kids uh, said, oh, my parents are a living room couple. They're a kitchen couple. They're a back deck couple. What kind of couple would you be? Where are you hanging out the most? We'd love to hear from you. Mary Kelly, it's Kevin and Taylor. And we have got a question for you. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, so kids are outing their parents, Gen Z, on TikTok saying, oh, my parents were living room parents or my parents were bed bedroom parents. They were always in their bedroom and you didn't go in there unless you were invited. So if you were to describe you and your hubby, what kind of parents would you say you are? We spend a lot of time in the living room. Living like, room. Just, 
Yeah. I mean, we are big TV watchers. We like TV. We like watching sports. So we got one of those big, like, sectional couches so we can lay on it. <laughs> you know? How do you stay awake with time. three kids? <laughs> I don't. After after 8 p.m., lights out. <laughs> no kidding. Oh, well, Sorry. first of all, first, kudos to you, because most people would never admit they love TV. Most people are like, oh, oh we don't watch a lot of TV. You're like, oh, bring it. We love it. As a matter of fact, we, we got furniture it. that's comfy so we can watch more of it. <laughs> I, we love TV. If it's like, We love a good sitcom. We love a good, you know, drama. <laughs> I cannot deny it. Nice. So you are living room parents. We love the living room. Put the toys in front of the couch. We'll sit there. We'll be with you, but we'll be on the couch. (laughs) (laughs) So, Abby, what part of the house do your parents hang out in? So, my parents hang all around the house, but they absolutely hate it when we come into their bedroom while they're, like, sleeping, or my mom is doing teacher work because she's a teacher. Yeah. And... That's she wants to out. sleep. She doesn't want to get woken up by a bunch of noisy kids. Well, plus, I mean, when you're a teacher and a mom, you need one child-free zone in your life. <laughs> and that's the bedroom. So true. That is so true. And um, as as a parent, I know that feeling of being sound asleep on like, I don't know, Saturday morning. And you're just getting a few extra Z's. And from out of nowhere, a kid cannonballs, usually with the <laughs> knees forward. Ow. And you're just like, oh, I just, oh. I just wanted to sleep. That's all I wanted. <laughs> it's like 10 more minutes. And, then, and the kids are like, not today. <laughs> are you in the mood for a good love story? Joe and Mary met at Joe's sister's wedding. Mary was the maid of honor. Joe was the best man. They dated for a little bit after the wedding, and then they went their separate ways. And that was 64 years ago. Mary married another man and raised a family. Joe... Never got married. He stayed a bachelor his whole life. Mm. Well, they kept in touch through their families over the years. Mary's husband passed away nine years ago. And Joe decided, you know what? I'm tired of being alone. I'm going to ask her out. Wow. And they went on a date. They fell in love. They're getting married in October and going on a honeymoon in Cape Cod. Ready for this? Joe is 93. Mary is 83. It's never too late for love. Isn't that awesome? Joe's Joe's got an eye for the younger ladies. He does. (laughs) Okay, so you know, even though I don't have a dog right now, I absolutely adore Mm -hmm. dogs. Kevin has five. Mm -hmm. And there's something fascinating about what dogs like to listen to. Hmm. I'll tell you about it next. So, Taylor, you want to talk about what dogs listen to? I know for my five dogs, one thing that they don't listen to is me. Oh, you're on it. That's exactly what I was going to talk no about. No kidding. Yeah. No kidding. Because I'm going to like, come here. And they run the other way. Yeah. Dogs listen to women better than men. Oh, no doubt. Especially no doubt. if women use baby talk when they speak to the dog. No and doubt. so they say this research is just kind of cutting edge because it shows that Hmm. dogs you know they're just such emotional creatures Mm -hmm. and they just respond better to the the female voice and the baby talk than come here yeah or whatever you get get over her (laughs) (laughs) yeah so maybe you could start uh light lightening your pitch and come here <laughs> no, hey, Marco. No, no, no. Hey, no. There's my baby but Marco boy. Does, he does like he gravitates hard towards Tracy. Like at at night, if we're in the living room watching TV or something, 
She'll, she sits in a chair, like a, a big easy chair, and puts her feet up. He wedges in. There's barely any space between her and the armrest, and he he fits himself in there. That's well, where that's he's sitting. who's home with him all day and who feeds him and lets him out. And mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I hate it. I always go, you stole my dog. You stole my dog. <laughs> Night, same thing. We crawl in bed. He's on her side of the bed. I'm like, you stole my dog. Why don't you try the baby talk thing? Tonight, and then get back to us tomorrow. It'll probably freak him out. He'll probably be scared. <laughs> like, what, what did you do with my dad? Like, lick your nose or something. <laughs> so this has ever happened to you. You meet someone famous, or you hear something about someone famous, and it, it reinforces, wow, they really are a very genuine, cool person. We're going to talk about that next. Do you do this? I know I do. You wonder what a celebrity is like. In real life, oh, yeah, behind the scenes. Everybody does that. Yeah. You know, because everyone can like be really super like put it on for the talk show host. Mm-hmm. You know, they're I mean, they've got professional hair and makeup. They look phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're talking about their new movie well, coming yeah. out. And and you just don't know. You see one interview and then you see another and they say the exact same thing. Yeah. So like, oh, that's their that's their little promo speech. Yeah. So you just wonder like, oh, what are they like mm-hmm. re- in real life? Well, I just heard a story that really like hit me very personally because of something that I've been through in my life. And I was like, that is the coolest thing ever. So uh, the movie stars I'm talking about is Jennifer Aniston and Adam Sandler. And they met way back when they were 20 and 22 years old at a deli in New York City. And they have since like co-starred in movies and stuff, lots Mm -hmm. of movies. Uh, well, guess what? Um, it's She'd been very public, Jennifer Aniston, about her journey with infertility and just the heartache it's been in her life because she desperately wanted to become a biological mom. Well, Adam and his wife know about this pain in her life, you know, and like the tabloids will act like she chose to not have kids, like she just doesn't want them and just really painful things. So Adam and his wife, every single Mother's Day, they send Jennifer a bouquet of flowers because hmm. they know what a hard day that is for her. And yeah. I just was, when I saw this, I was like, whoa, that I feel like Adam Sandler and his wife, like went up to here in my eyes hmm. because I, that's the struggle that I've had my whole life. And people will just make assumptions and think I don't love children or I didn't want children. So I've started when people like we had to go around the table recently at a dinner and everyone was saying how many children they had. And I was like, oh, like just dreading it getting to me. Mm. And I, so I've added the word sadly. I'll say, sadly, I don't have any of my own because I want people to know that I. it's not that I didn't want desperately to have children. I hate that go around the table thing. I do too. It doesn't matter yeah. what the topic is. It's like, it's just such a conversation yeah. killer. Mm-hmm. Like you're having a great conversation with the people immediately in front of you. And it's, hey, everyone, everyone, everyone. Hey, hey. We're going to go around the table now. Oh, great. (laughs) What's your favorite color and why? (laughs) (laughs) The big picture of this all is like just the difference that one person or one couple can make in a friend's life. It's pretty special. Fantastic story. That's uh, really cool that you got to peek behind the curtain of a couple of celebrities and they turned out to be you know decent people like maybe you thought they would be. Um, We got a really nice compliment from somebody the other day about our radio show. Um, Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a, a lady commented online and she said, love your show. It's like I'm just hanging out with two people in my li- two two old friends in my living room. And to me, that was like one of the nicest things that somebody could say, because that's yeah. basically that's kind of like people ask us sometimes. So tell me about your show. What's your show about? And we'll be like, uh, 
We just kind of hang out, <laughs> kind of talk about stuff. Yeah, we're supposed to be like on a seminar about our show. Right. <laughs> in a couple of months, and I'm already nervous about right. it. What do we say? So what's the key to making your show work? Uh, um... Uh, people seem to like us. Don't know why. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's <laughs> a God the, thing. Two of the least popular kids in high school. All of a sudden, <laughs> everybody wants to hear what they have to say. Weird how that worked out. Yeah. So weird. So, uh, so anyhow, that is cool, though, that you heard, heard that story about Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston looking out for each other.